that expectation level setting. There's so much on the wish list. We can't get it all. The question is how we there, will. There's and, no way, you know, yeah. between uh, the school's wish lists, uh, the uh, police department wish list, the fire department wish list, mm-hmm. APW wish list. Uh, I mean, it's impossible to right. do that. And this is what... Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere in the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9. There was a council meeting last night, Wednesday, October 11th. So this is Thursday, October 12th, and we've got a town council quarterback in session. Good morning, town council chair Tom Mercer. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you? So far, so good. On left a, each other. <laughs> yeah, so far, so good on this nice, you know, um, really fall Thursday, really, right? <laughs> it is. It is. The week has been feeling a little fallish. Yes. And hopefully the rain that had been pr- plaguing us, <laughs> drenching us on the weekends, will indeed stay away this weekend so we can have some good fun at the touch of truck and everything else that's going around. <laughs> Absolutely. So... We'll get to it. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. For the regulars, you kind of know what we're about. For the new folks, we're just going to focus on kind of two questions to recap last night's meeting. The first one, okay, what just happened? (laughs) And the second one, what does it really mean for us Franklin residents and taxpayers? And you had a relatively short meeting, albeit you did have another meeting before that, but (laughs) it was relatively short. And a couple of the key pieces, one while we're talking fall, you talked snow last night. <laughs> we did talk a lot about snow. And uh, yeah, this has been a conversation uh, that uh, we've been talking about for as long as I've been on the council. Uh, it comes up every year. And uh, we've had bylaws and we've tweaked bylaws and we've taken bylaws off. Uh, but we've been working hard as the community and the general nature of uh, uh, the issue now is there's a lot of people doing a lot more walking and wanting access to the downtown or needing access to the downtown by way of sidewalks. So Getting our sidewalks plowed is obviously uh, uh, a concern for the community as well. It's a concern for the council. But there's also kind of uh, an order of, uh, let's say, an order of appearance as far as uh, uh, what gets done first. We only have X amount of DPW employees. Uh, and they not only work their regular shifts, but they also have to come in and plow. So we're limited to a degree as to what can get. We just can't put people on plows, different people on uh, uh, sidewalk plows and all of that. So basically we do the roads. We do the schools, and then we do the sidewalks. 
And basically, it's the same people doing all of this. Yes, we have outside contractors, but those have been dwindling uh, in most recent years. Uh, it's been harder and harder to uh, get contractors on board. And we try and use the contractors in the subdivisions uh, and try and keep our equipment on, obviously, the main roads. Mm -hmm. So the concern from some of the councillors, or from most of the councillors, uh, by way coming from the residents, is how do we get the sidewalks plowed faster? Well, kind of, it's kind of a twofold piece because you obviously don't want to do the sidewalks before you do the streets. Otherwise, you're going to push the snow right back into onto the sidewalk. So <laughs> it's kind of a catch-22. Hmm. So uh, the issue, uh, the EDC has been working on a bylaw to that addresses the downtown area, whether it be commercial, uh, some commercial and some uh, resident, uh, but it's basically the downtown uh, center, uh, you know, Ammon Street, Dean Avenue, uh, East Street, West Street, Nason Street, those, those areas that you would look for people that are looking to walk to the center or walk to the trains. So what came before the council last night, and there was lengthy discussion about it, is uh, making it mandatory for the residents and commercial property owners to shovel their own sidewalks uh, and make sure they're kept clean. And this was actually a bylaw that was in effect prior to 17, and we took it off the books in 17. Uh, but because of the more recent need for more walking, more people walking, and uh, not wanting them walking in the street, we obviously would prefer them walking in the sidewalk. But as you well know, when it comes to snow, Brutus every year shows pictures of shows a similar picture of mm -hmm. a sidewalk completely plowed, clear, and people walking in the street. Uh, you, you can't fix that. Uh, but we can look at uh, this bylaw. So there was a lot of discussion last night as to uh, some of the concern was, well, how can you make some residents uh, shovel their driveways and others don't have to shovel, uh, shovel their sidewalks and others don't have to shovel their sidewalks. And that was talked about back and forth. Uh, there are a lot of people felt that, you know, that was okay. And, you know, we'd look for people to help and maybe there are, uh, you know, the students at the high school, junior high school that have to put in community service. Uh, maybe this is something that we can team up with some to help shovel that people that can't shovel that live on these streets. Mm -hmm. uh, don't have the don't have the money to pay somebody to do it and by the same token can't 
physically do it themselves. So these were all issues that were spoken about last night. And as much in, you know, there were three different parts to it. Uh, I wasn't happy with the second part, which, you know, said that you had to clear the snow off your roofs. that overhung uh, sidewalks. And, you know, you look at the downtown area and who's going to get up on a three and a half story uh, building and shovel the roof? Well, nobody. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me. So there were different issues that uh, different counselors had concerns with. So in essence, what happened is the uh, the bylaw was defeated five to four, but not before we said there were so many good parts of it that we asked the administration to go back, take a look at it. I asked Jamie if he would speak to the counselors individually uh, and get their cons- get their concerns and try and rewrite that and get it back to us very quickly, whether it be next week or the first meeting in November is uh, what we're hoping to do. One that people are comfortable enough with that we can pass uh, because I do think it's something that you know, as uh, as our budgets get tighter and tighter, uh, you know, every overtime hour you can save, and in most cases, snow plowing uh, with our DT, DPW forces, that's all overtime hmm. uh, because they work their regular day shifts. So any dollar we can save uh, is something that uh, we should look at. Sorry. Yeah, it certainly is a... And I'll say thorny issue. It's really a slippery issue, too, pun intended for that reason. <laughs> um, uh, I totally understand. And as I'm a frequent walker, um, there are issues around. And uh, one of the concepts that was mentioned certainly was equitable and fair. We've got disabled folks who are not in a position physically to, to shovel the snow, and they would be the ones needing the help, et cetera. The the bigger issue, I think, wasn't addressed yet, or maybe it's just kind of the elephant in the room. We have an equitability position to the extent that not every road has two sidewalks. Not every street even has one sidewalk. There are many streets, even downtown, where there are no sidewalks. Never mind split between commercial and residential. Um, so I'm one and Brutus could take a photo of me sometime because back when they were plowing along Union, particularly from kind of the Washington Street up to the King Street side, there are also some utility poles. So both devices, you know, even the newest ones, they alone have to go off the sidewalk and back on the sidewalk to get around the utility pole because they don't fit on the sidewalk with the utility pole. Exactly. Right. So and then to the extent that the bylaw is calling for and admittedly should be calling for, you know, keep it clean. You know, as we know, in New England, there's a thaw and a freeze, you know, and things happening over time. I would much prefer and I do walk in the street, which I know is going to be much safer from a slippery perspective, albeit I have to deal with the traffic as opposed to kind of going up and down the sidewalk each time. So 
it it is a tough issue. Um, I'm glad that at least it will come back because, yeah, to your point, it was not approved to go to a second reading. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll get refined and hopefully come back. Um, yeah, I, I it, it's a recognition that yeah, that there we need to do it in an equitable way. And uh, we, since we don't have that Delilah and Samson to kind of help us noodle <laughs> through that, we're going to have, it's going to take some work. Yes, it is. It, it is going to take a little work, but I think we can come up with something. I think the majority of the council were, were was happy with a lot of the bylaw, uh, but just had different aspects that concerned them a little. So I think if we can just, tweak it a little, I think we can get it back and get it passed. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then in the uh, town administrator's report, the other key update was, although there really wasn't that much of an update, but uh, the migrant status has changed slightly. Um, we're expecting, I believe, he said by the end of the month to be at full occupancy. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we do. And it basically, uh, we're about at 80% occupancy up there uh, as we sit here today. Um, a lot uh, of families were uh, moved in over the weekend and uh, over the holiday on Monday. So I don't have an actual breakdown of student versus adult uh but roughly the numbers around 250 to 260, somewhere in there, is where we sit today. Mm -hmm. But that could change this afternoon, right. as we all know. Yeah, it's a Both. fluid situation. But we do expect, yeah, but we do expect it to be at full occupancy, the hotel to be at full occupancy by the end of the month. And then there was also discussion around the mix, approximately 50-50 between migrants versus immigrants, which I know is a touchy point for a number of folks. It, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, I always refer and we always refer as a council uh, as migrants because it, it encompasses both groups. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then in terms of the subcommittee updates, uh, we referenced as well one of the meetings prior to the council, you had the opportunity to chair the joint budget subcommittee, which had met in August and now last night. And then you know, we'll talk about when it's next going to meet. <laughs> right. And uh, what we did uh, in August, we started the process of uh, putting having these joint budget subcommittee uh, meetings, which is made up of uh, a three members of the or four members of the uh, no three members of the school committee, four members of the council, four members of uh, finance committee. And the reason there's not four of the school committee is you can't have a quorum. Uh, on a subcommittee. So right. that's why there's only three members of the, the school committee. So anyway, this group is made up uh, of those groups who sit and uh, it was started a few years ago. And, you know, I've certainly been a, a proponent of this group working together. And uh, I, uh, I do believe that going forward, it's a... Uh, it will help us as we prepare the budgets for 
25 and beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the challenges that we continue to uh, deal with is uh, looking to the future. And uh, we have challenged the uh, our town administrator to look out five years on his uh, look ahead uh, to revenue as well as expenses on the municipal part of our government. And we've challenged the school committee to and the school administration to do the same thing. Uh, our town administrator has done a pretty good job. We're pretty much there on the municipal part, but this uh, school five-year plan, we just asked them for it. So this is not something that uh, uh, they've had in their uh, pocket for a while. So uh, they've started the process and we did this in August. And when I said we'd come back together in October, even if it was just with what little information we have garnered since our last uh, joint budget subcommittee. And that's basically what happened last night. Uh, the school uh, superintendent, Lucas Jaguer, uh, and the school business manager were both there and kind of gave the joint budget subcommittee an update as to where we are uh, and where they are in the process of putting this five-year plan together and five-year look ahead. And, uh, you know, some of the numbers are uh, daunting to an effect, uh, not just there, but everywhere. Uh, and the town administrator uh, gave kind of a revenue update and uh, for current uh, situation. And, you know, uh, what was really, uh, you know, what I expected, uh, but not great news is, you know, new growth, new growth is down about 250,000. We don't know what's going on with the uh, hotel motel uh, town tax that we're able to charge uh, because it hasn't been defined by the state as to what they'll be paying, if they'll be paying. So that number's in flux and it's gonna be in flux uh, for a while till we get that information. And it could be much later in the year before we get it. It could be you know, uh, into spring before we uh, find out what, it, what we will be getting. And, you know, the total number, you know, it's around a million dollars just for a rough number that we get from hotel. But that's four hotels. And uh, in this case, the state is only using one for the migrants. So, uh, you know, it's a portion of that, whether it's a hundred grand that we'd be out or 200 grand. That's still something that we don't know so we really don't want to put any number out there so we know that we're down 250 grand in uh new growth we don't know what the uh hotel piece will be but we know it will be something uh or we're expecting it to be something but again that will come down the road yeah and I think if I recall the numbers properly, I think you had like a 1.2 million in the new growth allocated in the budget. So it drops 
maybe 250, exactly how that will affect, as Jamie acknowledged, they're still working on the fine tuning the pencil, et cetera. They may be able to, in some places, kind of absorb it easily as opposed to making some other cuts, et cetera. Um, yeah, and yeah, the schools, to their credit, uh, Dr. Dutch is now new, well, <laughs> five, five, four months into this four role. Months, four months in, I think, <laughs> a little over four months. And so. rapidly getting up to speed. So yeah, he is he, rapidly. He's doing a great job. So. He is. Yeah, he's come in certainly, as I think has been mentioned previously, he's come in with a wealth of experience, both as a former superintendent and as a business manager. So he's hit the ground. He's making some progress, clearly, as I think it was alluded on both parts, beginning in December, if not sooner, they have to start working on the FY25 budget itself, and then take that piece as a base for that next four years on the school side, um, school budget. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see, and um, we'll certainly stay close to it. I think the other piece in regards to that, certainly the uh, one Franklin folks were in force to uh, yes, at least stay informed as to what's going on. And that certainly will help. Clearly, we're all in the kind of the waiting mode. Okay, what's the number going to be? And as we've discussed here before, well, we kind of need to build that kind of wish list, which Jamie, to his credit, is saying, well, yeah, that expectation level setting, there's so much on the wish list. We can't get it all. The question is how we there, will. There's and, no way, you know, yeah. between... Uh, the school's wish list, uh, the uh, police department wish list, the fire department wish list, DPW mm -hmm. wish list. Uh, I mean, it's impossible to right. do that. And this is what, you know, I'm hoping and expecting from the joint budget subcommittee is working together uh, as a group to be fair about uh, where we are, what we need to do, and if, in fact, uh, uh, we need to ask the uh, community if they are uh, interested in an override question uh, to maintain the current level of service because it doesn't. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at if you look at you know inflation over the last three years, uh, you know it's six percent, seven percent, four percent. And we can only increase taxes two and a half percent. Somewhere, uh, something has to give, whether you give less in services or if you want to maintain the current level of services, what is the cost associated with that? If you want to increase the services, what is the cost associated with that? And ultimately, that is not a council question. That is a resident question. Mm -hmm. And the community needs to make that decision uh, as a whole. And that's kind of the, the goal as mm -hmm. to uh, what the Joint Budget Subcommittee is looking at and working on as we move forward into uh, the winter of uh, 23, the spring of 24, as we build 25's budget, uh, these are all the things that have to be looked at, and then decisions uh, will be made as we get there. And with the calendar turning one day at a time, and the days seem to be getting shorter and shorter, and never mind just daylight hours getting shorter and shorter. We're back again next week. You get another Wednesday, October 18th. There's another council meeting, as I recall. 
Yes, it is. And then FinCon gets another full session on their piece, uh, Jamie mentioned, on November 8th. Council is back on November 15th. And then I believe November 21 is a Tuesday night. Um, That'll be the, uh, as opposed to a Wednesday. (laughs) So that'll change our schedule. We'll have to figure out our calendar, what we're going to do with that one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, and I apologize for that, but it it's just one of those things where we're under a time frame with the uh, tax rate hearing uh, and uh, availability counselors and so forth, administration. So uh, you throw a holiday. You had to make a minor so, adjustment. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll manage the the, we the, the meetings will happen, and we'll we'll get our recap accordingly. So. Absolutely. Needless to say, there is a lot happening. And yeah, we'll still have another time, but uh, I'll put a plug in while we have it. Uh, Town Clerk stood up to remind us uh, October 24th, the tri-county election. Uh, She provided the details and then also provided an update on the town election on November 7th, which also includes the ballot question to fund the tri-county schools. So Exactly. And Plenty of info you. available between the town page, the Franklin.news page. Um, yeah, stay yeah. informed. <laughs> and we have the ribbon cutting of the brick school tomorrow. Uh, we also have touch a truck at DPW on Saturday. So a lot of th- a lot of good things going on. Well, thank you for taking time this morning. And um, well, I'll certainly see you soon. And then if not, people will listen to us next week because we're back again soon. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Steve. And once again, thank you for all you do. All right. Thank you. And for the listeners, the final reminder, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.